Welcome to day 256 of Shaped by the Word, season three. And Katie wished you a good day yesterday, and I hope it was a good day yesterday. But I hope that today's even better. Oh, one up me. Good luck up in that. But we do find ourselves continuing through Ezekiel. We're in chapter eight. We'll take a little bit of a turn in, in chapter eight. Um, you know, really chapters eight through 11 kind of put us, you know, historically like 592 BC, which puts us about five years before the fall uh, of the temple. And so we we see in this chapter, um, again, how far the people have gone from the Lord. And, and it's an interesting chapter as well, where at the beginning, uh, God seems to pick Ezekiel up by the hair of his head and kind of floats him around the temple and uh, you know, there's a couple things going on in the temple that we're going to see. We're going to, and they highlight how far the people have gone from the heart of God, but also how rampant the idolatry is. And so the four kind of terrible things Ezekiel sees is he sees, um, you know, the, the worship of a pagan idol in the North gate at the start. He, uh, he didn't even get another vision of these images of these unclean, animals that have been drawn in the temple and then there's 70 elders inside the temple who are burning incense to foreign gods and if that's not enough he gets this other vision of the, 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 these women and and they're mourning they're weeping they're wailing and you'd think after everything we've read it's like oh they're weeping and wailing for their sin no they're weeping and wailing for this 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 god she was a vegetarian god named Tamor Tamuz and uh and they're mourning because just like each winter when kind of the vegetation dies apparently so does she and so they're really sad that she's going to be gone for the winter again this is all inside the temple which represents the presence of yahweh and then lastly kind of in the inner court and they kind of progressively kind of get worse and worse and worse in the inner court which is really closest to the presence of yahweh there's 25 men and they're bowing down which again gives you this little bit of hope, like, oh good, at least in the inner court, they're bowing down. But they're not bowing down in worship to the Lord. They're actually bowing down in worship to their son, to the Son, and their backs are turned to the Lord, which again is this huge insult. Um, and so we see the depth of sin, the depth of idolatry, and just how far the people have gone as we look again at chapter 8. And so before we read chapter eight, Matt, do you mind praying for us? And then we'll dive in. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Um, as, as we thank you every day for your word and, and we're reminded that you are a God who pursues us, who speaks uh, to us through it, and, and also the God who helps us to, to understand and to behold and to see wonderful things in it. And, and Father, we ask for that today as, um, as we're reminded of the power of your word at work in us, the um, the gift it is to us. Father, help us to not take it for granted, but to enjoy it in all of its fullness. Uh, be with us in this time. Father, meet with us as we read. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 8. In the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day, when I was sitting in my house and the elders of Judah were sitting before me, the hand of the sovereign Lord came on me there. I looked and I saw a figure like that of a man from what appeared to be his waist down was like fire. And from there up, his appearance 
was as bright as glowing metal. He stretched out, took me like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and in visions of God, he took me to Jerusalem to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol who that provokes to jealousy stood. And there before me was the glory of God of Israel. And in this vision I had seen in the plain. Then he said to me, son of man, look toward the north. Then I looked and in the entrance of the, to the north gate of the altar, I saw this idol of jealousy. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the Israelites are doing there, things that will drive me far from the sanctuary. But you will see things that are even more detestable. Then he brought me to the entrance of the court. I looked and I saw a hole in the wall. He said to me, Son of man, now dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked and the detestable things that they are doing. So I went in and looked and I saw portrayed all over the wall, all kinds of crawling things and unclean animals and all idols of Israel. In front of them stood 70 elders of Israel. The Jaianizan son of Shephan was standing among them. Each had a censer in his hand and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising he said to me son of man you have seen what the elders of israel are doing in darkness each at the shrine of his own idol they say the lord does not see us the lord has forsaken the land again he said you will see them doing things that are even more detestable and he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of the lord and i saw women sitting there mourning mourning the God of Tammuz. He said to me, Do you see this, son of man? You will see things that are even more detestable than this. He then brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord, and there at the entrance of the temple, between the portico and the altar, were about twenty-five men, with their backs toward the temple of the Lord, and their faces towards the east. They were bowing down to the sun in the east." He said to me, have you seen this son of man? Is it a trivial matter for the people of Judah to do the detestable things they are doing? Must they also fill the land with violence and continually arouse my anger? Look at them putting the branch to their nose. Therefore, I would deal with them in anger. I will not look on them with pity or spare them. Although they shout in my ears, I will not listen to them. So we kind of see this just these compounding scenes like, okay, that's bad. And then the Lord's like, oh, you think that's bad? Come take a look at this. And they're like, oh, that's, and just again and again, so you finally get to that inner court. And, and really probably the climax of this chapter is in verse 17, where, where the Lord says to Ezekiel, have you seen this? And then he asks a question, is it a trivial matter for the people of Judah to do the detestable things they're doing here? And if you're going to answer the question, no, it is not a trivial matter, which really begins to kind of give us to the heart of this passage, right? Idolatry, the pursuit of other gods, when God leaves a throne, we replace it for these, as this passage keeps saying, these utterly detestable things. Um, is it trivial? No. And so when we, what does Ezekiel 8 have to do with us today? Are our idols trivial? We probably think they are. 
But uh, to the Lord, absolutely not. Uh, they're not cute. They're not fun. They're not trivial. And so, again, we get to see the heart of the Lord. We get to see the, 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 how far the people are from his heart. And we're reminded to inspect our hearts for idols, uh, to not make them trivial. Um, and so, as you're looking at chapter eight, it's kind of a cool scene, grabbed by his hair, dragged around, taking a look at all these pictures, what's standing out to you guys? Um, maybe some conviction, maybe some encouragement as you look at chapter eight. Um, well, one thought is just that it seems like that um, when he digs in the wall, and y'all can y'all probably have some thoughts on this, but it seems like this is like a secret room maybe that um, that they're doing this worshiping in secret, and that's why you had to dig for an entrance um, to the room or a doorway into the room. Um, but just to see, I, to me, I just think of, there was um, one time that I was a part of a church um, where we lived and when I was in high school and there was a stairway um, inside the church building and there was a kind of a, you know, how stairways have little closets um, underneath them. And so there was a small door that you could open um, and they would store stuff in there. And one day somebody um, opened that door, which was kept locked, but they opened that door to find drawings along the walls um, and candles that had been lit. And it looked like um, maybe um, there was some, some demonic like worship happening there. And it, that's what I'm reminded of when we read that, that little section, because um, there's something really, dark about worshiping other gods um, in the place that is meant for worship of the living God, the one true God. Um, and I just think that the enemy so loves that, like just absolutely loves that. Um, and yeah, it just, it makes me feel the darkness and the evil that was happening. And it wasn't just people who were just kind of confused. It was like, the leaders, the people who are supposed to be leading these people to the heart of God that were actually involved in this like secret worship of other gods. And um, I don't know, it's just really, once again, it just kind of brings me to a place where I'm seeing the actual weight of what was happening there. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I think is happening is, God is taking Ezekiel and showing him what is actually happening in mm -hmm. the temple. You know, you call this place a place of worship. So, let me show you the true nature of worship that is happening in these temples or in this temple. And so, he opens up that door and sure enough, you see not just a couple people worshiping, but the leaders itself, mm -hmm. the ones who were meant to, to lead Israel in worship of God and, and God alone you know, mm -hmm. have rebelled against God. And so we see just how far Israel has fallen in their worship and really just fallen in general. Uh, but uh, I mean, what a shocking scene this would have been for Ezekiel that like one moment the Lord catches you up. You see a figure like that of a man, you know, appears waist down like he's on fire. And I mean, just you're seeing the glory of the Lord, you know, and, and potentially pre-incarnate, right? Son of man vision here of like, oh, this is, you know, we're seeing images of, of, the son of man that we find in revelation, mm -hmm. but then to be transported immediately to the temple and, and to have to look onto a, a statue, an idol, mm -hmm. an idol of jealousy. I mean, just that contrast of he sees the glory of the Lord and then he sees the glory of an idol. Mm -hmm. You know, what a striking 
image that would have been. So then when the Lord says, is this a trivial matter? You know, he would say, well, there's no comparison. Of course, you know, this is far more serious than we're, you know, leading, led to believe. And so just that indictment of images there. No, Mm -hmm. we, uh, if you need to be reminded of anything, every person is a worshiper. You are, your friends are, your coworkers, your neighbors, family, we all worship something. Uh, this is an example of misplaced worship, but true and proper worship is worship given to Christ because when we know the good news of the gospel, how could we ever, ever think that anyone is more worthy of our worship? Um, so good day in Ezekiel 8. Let me close us uh, in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Um, forgive us. Oh, please forgive us for the times we we worship and pursue and make other things our first and our foremost. Um, you are deserving of that, Father. Renew our hearts, affections. Give us a, a fresh glimpse of Christ. And, and in that, may you graciously give our hearts new affections for him. Uh, grace all in his name. Amen. Amen.